Podcast, Lori Kilmartin. Yay. All right. We're getting ahead of the game. Head of the game. Here's number one. I'm Jackie Cation. You're Lori Kilmartin. Oh, you know we have to eat a lot of time if we're introducing ourselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) How did you start doing stand-up? How did it happen? No, I'm kidding. No. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) What was... Did you get bit by the comedy bug? Is that what happened? <laughs> hey, I do a podcast on trauma. We'd love to. No. <laughs> Please. Please. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm no going to lean in. No mas. No mas. Anyway, so I'm up uh, Visalia area. I went on two errands that were pointless, and I was so full of rage. I took myself to a fast food place I've never been. Hi. I might have a problem. Uh, <laughs> Have never been to a Jack in the Box. What? Oh, you know that—that's not traditionally one of my favorites favorites either. And yet, that is my. Favorite. Here you are drinking from a J and the B. J and the B, and I got a spicy chicken fried sandwich, and quite honestly, it was delicious. Uh, so well played, Jack in the Box, with your weird eleven dollars for a sandwich and a Coke and a, and a soda pop. Uh, yeah. Um, I would, I'm surprised, you know, the, it's called Jack in the Box. Your name is Jackie. I'm surprised you have no loyalty to any sort of name similarity. (laughs) I should have just totally gone off to it. And then I went to the comic book store in Visalia and bought a bag of bags. And they asked me if I wanted a bag for my bag of bags. And then we said together, when will it stop? <laughs> so, uh, so I did not, because I brought a bunch of comic books up here. Because we're 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 moving my uh, my mom in law, and um, yes, not this weekend though, because this weekend is Memorial Day. Yes, so we decided not to move her this weekend, but next weekend. Okay, uh, her house was on the market for two days. We have four offers. <gasps> Fuck! And, wow. Uh, Do you have letters from people? And and everything, like, like a stack, like one one thing's already almost in escrow. It might be done. Were they? I'm. Uh, were they cash offers or what? Yeah. Was it? Fuck. Not are they real people or they're not? They're are real they people with like a giant pile of money down and then, and then they wow. have financing already. Wow. So, and and slightly above above what we asked, or she wow. asked. It's, it's her. It's her house, Lori. Anyway, so uh, and. No, Jackie, it's your house. It's your podcast. I know how you are. (laughs) Right, exactly. What happened? I have a podcast. I have a house. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's no, no, no disrespect to Visalia, but the fact that you would have more than one offer still, I can't get over it. (laughs) Right. And two days, two days on the market for all. Oh, my God. With with financing. One one family was from San Diego. No. San Diego. Because wow. that's where you want to move. You want to move to Exeter from San Diego. Damn. You think to yourself, I need more orange trees. That where is jarring. That would be jarring. Because so, you are leaving, beautiful... you're leaving that ocean breeze and you're headed right to the Central Valley. Oh, my God. Yeah. But she does have a nice koi pond in her backyard. Okay. 
it's very pretty and the yard is big and and she's got a really nice it's it's a it's actually a gorgeous house and it's all one level so it's good for older people it's good for young families you know so it's three three essentially three bedrooms two baths two and Jackie, a half can baths. i make a bid on it you've sold me come on <laughs> Um, well, maybe you guys could get a koi pond at your house if your if your uh, uh, mom in law is good at tending. <laughs> right. You know? Maybe if we buy the house next to us, or, <laughs> or we just build up, like put it on the roof. Could you put um, it in the front yard? A little koi pond? pond? Yeah. No, Andy spent three months uh, putting in a rock garden. Do you remember that? Oh, rock right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and he put that in himself. So, uh, and and the the maintenance on that a big fat zero. Big fan of true. it. Big fan of it. True, true. And the the fish have to be fed every day, and um, yeah. Well, I mean, you already two dogs and a cat, so yeah. You have daily feeding obligations already. So what's the true. big deal? You become what's a farmer, the... Jackie. You have animals. You have a little orchard in the back. Yep. Yeah, we got a fish this tree is... and tomatoes. And... You are your your Armenian ancestors' wildest dreams come true. Is that you've recreated <laughs> oh their God. life in van eyes <laughs> so i have a new so i uh i just essentially so la- this week uh ophira was on james gordon uh, oh my last, god i haven't watched night. it yet okay yeah, it I've, okay night. yeah i'll watch it and because we're doing this on the wednesday and she was on the tuesday episode and yeah. um and i got to see her work on it on um at flappers and then monday night i went to hot tub to watch her work on it and they put me up hello Jackie, you're yes. shameless. You're shameless. Oh, without you're, any, absolutely. You're absolutely jumping entirely. in on threads about us doing a show. Oh, by the way, do you guys do you guys have a spot for me tonight? It's like, hey, can we just <laughs> line up this one show, please, at Flappers? And you no. could worry about your spot later. I am trying to bank some spots because I'm here for the week. I'm up here in Exeter for the week. So I, I did five shows in um, just a couple of days, but I, which That's is great. a lot for L.A., um, mm-hmm. and then I have two sets at the improv on Saturday of this week and, um, cool. and that's good. And Jan Karen was looking for someone to sub her out on Friday, but I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't do it. And you're flying, uh, you have a life to lead. So, yes. uh, but the, what I am saying is that I have this new bit that I keep, I've only tried it once in those five sets and I can't believe I keep forgetting. It's kind of awesome. It's because I have three new bits. It's so exciting. I have new things too. Like, and I, I had a little chunk about the MSNBC thing, but right. then I ended up making a video, which thank, thank you for looking at it and your notes. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and, uh, so I cut it up into like six little pieces and threw them all up everywhere. Ooh, and, uh, then true. I linked to, uh, the, I put the full four, four minutes for 15, uh, on, um, on my YouTube page, but that's it. And then I thought, well, you know, those jokes are kind of done now. They're, they're on. I don't think I need to develop this as a bit really, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, right. it was well, cause you kind of, you, yeah, you'd have to explain it. And, and the four minute chunk that you did, there were at least, I would say, I would say six great jokes. Um, thank you. Yeah. Which I was wondering, as I was saying that I'm like, which does she want to hear nine? What does she want to hear? But no, but I thought that for reals, there were six. And, Am uh, I that vain? And no, needy? I was worried. That, I thought, yes, aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I was hoping that you would get that, that, that is a compliment. And you did. Yes. And so 
let's yes. unpack it. Let's go meta <laughs> on, that, on that tiny conversation I had in my own head. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, don't on days like this, all conversations must be recorded. They can't exist in your head because it's only might one. as well run them. We're yeah, we're and we're doing two episodes. So well, we'll do another one tomorrow, right? Yeah, we need right. to get ahead because I'm uh, I'm going underground for a little bit, and uh, I yeah. I don't want a podcast. Right. My son's out of school. We're gonna just uh, hunker down and have some mom son fun. That'll be that'll be sweet. Yeah. Um, so it's weird. Like, uh, uh, the, the, were you, so this, there's a comedy is except when there's a mass shooting comedy seems to be the only thing that dominates Twitter. Like mm-hmm. almost every day there's some new, like Ricky yeah, Gervais. Is, is it yeah. just because we're comics or do you think this is all I over? I don't know. Twitter? I, you know what? That's a good question. Maybe that's what Twitter's giving me because that's what I read obsessively, but it yeah. seems but all the people I'm, I follow were also, maybe we're all just one, just group of psychopaths that are obsessed with something. But then, but then, you know, there are like national, like the Mulaney thing, which oh, right, just right. was like an endless thing until this last mass shooting was like, somebody wrote an article about oh, Mulaney. He, you know, we thought he was a God. We thought he was, he was, we thought he was Brian Regan. You're like, he's not Brian Regan. He is well, also, it's like yeah. he underestimates, he, you know, he's, he doesn't understand his fans and, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. Cause I was reading one thread and somebody had seen him live recently and he had said being likable is a prison. He had just sort of riffed that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, oh, that's interesting. You know, maybe he it's- doesn't like how he's perceived. Right. And he is perceived as much more likable than I think he is. You know, I mean, he's not a bad guy. He just isn't a a perfect guy, right? He's as likable as any comedian. And you and I are fundamentally unlikable at times. I mean, we're all sort of hit and miss. Unlikable. It turns out the word <laughs> the word that people should be looking for is human. Uh, because we are humans. Yeah. And uh flawed. Somewhat likable, I think, is is good enough for any stand-up comic, right? Right. People always say how nice I am, and I was like, mm, mostly. Not I, entirely. To your credit, I've never said that about you. <laughs> I think better of you than to oh, tell people how nice you are. Oh, my God. The fact that Kyle wasn't paying attention enough to laugh at that really hurt my feelings. It's just uh, it's a hit too true. I got too much. I was not some expecting of... the reaction that I had, I'll be honest. He's, he's doing gummies. He's, he's already <laughs> taken 20% off of his purchase. <laughs> Um, entry level gummies, but it's, anyway. it's kind of funny because John Mulaney from this, I mean, I've worked with him. I know him. He's very You've nice known him for a decade, right? You've yeah. I used to do, him. I used to do yeah. these best week ever tours with him. Yeah. So he's a very nice guy, but he's always been very upfront about being an, an alcoholic and an addict <laughs> and people who, uh, this is my theory, having not been either one of those things, but if you get to the point where you hit bottom and make you that to a point where it makes you realize you're an addict. You've done some really bad shit, right? You, right? No one would admit that to themselves unless they did something really shitty and were like, I, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. So I always assume anyone who, you know, is honest about themselves and says that is like, yeah, there's some skeletons and that you may have already taken them out of your closet when you're doing your amends or whatever, mm-hmm. but there, you know, you're not, whatever people projected on him, 
it was, uh, I, I think that's on, and that is on them. Totally. Know? Yeah, totally. And I, but I also think it, it must be, it's a burden on, on him as well to have these people thinking, Oh, you're so great. You're so nice. You're so this. And you're like, no, not only am I not, but I've told you I'm not. <laughs> I've well, mentioned you know, it many times. Bamford, Bamford's doing a bit about that and about how she's like, she has to talk about everything. And it's yeah. a great way to troubleshoot anyone saying, I, you didn't tell me that. Cause she's like, yes, I did. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, and, and the thing, yeah, it's, it's not, it's, he's in the 11th hour. He's just a guy, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's not. He's a very good comic, uh, uh, or at least yeah. the 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 probably the hour that over the last ten years that I've heard of him, it's made me laugh out loud. Yeah, and, yeah you know, yeah. it's because it's smart and it's self-deprecating, mm -hmm. and it can be. But it's not. It literally isn't. It isn't like sociopolitical or anything. Like it's not changing the world. You're getting a phone call. Hold on. Wait, wait, uh, the horses in the hospital was. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, are you a spy? The horse <laughs> is in the hospital. Um, okay, I just have to turn this off. No, he had a he had a very famous bit about this, a horse loose in the hospital. Okay. And it, it was an analogy to Trump, but without mentioning Trump. And it's oh, incredible. Okay. And it's yeah. like one of the greatest pieces of political material I've ever heard, honestly. Okay. Yeah. So See, I've never heard that. And that is sociopolitical without mentioning. Yeah, but it's not, it's not banging it on the head. You know what Perfect. I mean? So yeah. yeah, no, he's, he's a great comic and it's just, it's just interesting how, I don't know how people needed, but but then I was thinking like, if you were to the level where you're a, a stadium comic or a theater comic, is it because people believe something about you and they yeah. believe it so much, they're going to pay $50 to come see you, you know? And so 75. You, yeah. yeah. I mean, Ali Wong people, they, they have something very invested in her. And I actually don't even think her divorce is going to hurt her her fan base because she's always been sort of like, I hate this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's just, and it, same with Amy Schumer. She has a very invested, they're very invested in her whole life. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it must be weird to have people like really interested in your entire life. And, and it's, it's the same it's, problem with dork forest anyway. Um, but I'm sure you do actually. Do. I'm sure and, you and have people that level. know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, and you're like, oh, when, I guess I let all that out. Somebody, it was, I think one of my brothers said, did you, this is 10 years ago or whatever, did you know that you had a Wikipedia page? And I was like, what? And I looked at my Wikipedia page, and whoever set it up had gleaned, like, the name of my stepmother and my siblings and all of wow. these. There's all this personal information. And I was like, someone has paid attention with a notebook and then knows how to edit Wikipedia. And it's not my dad. I mean, he's not uh, creating Wikipedia entries. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and the thing that's fun about comedy, especially when you're first start is you can completely make up your life, right? Yeah. Like you can, you can tell people you have a kid and not have a kid. They're not going to check it, Like your joke, your setup can be a total lie or it can be the truth. But it's up to you. And, th and then when people start, if you get a little more famous, people start to go, they know what's true and what's not, you know? Yeah, they do. So it, yeah. it actually affects your, what you write. 
um, as a comic, which, you know, I, maybe you start to chafe at that a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, plus if he, if he's not doing drugs and drinking and all these things, which are literally medication, right? Mm-hmm. You're, me- you're self-medicating your your mind and your stuff and you're feeling every single emotion whether it's a good one or a bad one you're not going to be super patient with with your with people being mad at you you're just going to be like well so sad too bad uh i gotta you know that's on you i hope you you know why don't you fuck off or whatever right 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 yeah so i'm i am sympathetic or am I supportive? I forget what it is, but <laughs> one of those things, I'm one of those things, but not the other, because uh, I don't particularly care. Like I, I've met him probably a handful of times and he's never been anything but distantly polite to me, which is genuinely all I ask of the mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. Um, more <laughs> well, than that feels like kind of a commitment on my part. And I, I can't, I don't have time. <laughs> The, the other thing, it's like uh, what I, how I feel like a lot of comedy fans don't get is that all of us, we all, we mostly know each other a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd say up until a couple of years ago, if you had, a, if you're doing a live show and a, one of the most famous comics in the world wanted to do a guest set, you could count on your audience being deliriously happy and thinking they got twice the money, the, twice Robin the value Williams, for their ticket. Robin Williams dropped in on the show. Uh, at Acme a couple of times, and it was amazing. Right. And people lost their minds. So it's always been, for, if you're a, a comic and someone famous wants to jump on, it's like, yeah, it's, this only makes me look good because uh, my the, I was at the Jackie Cation show and fucking Robin Williams showed up. You and know? you can't even stop the feature from doing their own act, much <laughs> less someone famous. Oh, right. right? Exactly. I yeah. mean, you're just like, yeah. when it, wh- whoever's going up before you, that's their 20 to 30. Exactly. So yeah. unless unless you want to micromanage that, unless you want to be a puppeteer, a little Carl Rove in the background, you can't stop them from doing whatever they want during their time on stage. True. I mean, you can micromanage when you hire the person, you know, yes. when you, obviously, but but yeah, it's just a weird, yeah, again, I don't know much about how close of friends they are or what, yeah. um, or, you know, you, sometimes they, they're both New York guys though, aren't they? Uh, I think they're both from DC actually. Chappelle's from DC and I think, or started comedy in DC and so did Mulaney, although I don't, not at the same time, obviously, but, but here's the thing, like we have these weird connections with comics and it'll be people whose act you haven't seen in 10 years. <laughs> And maybe right. don't care to for another 10 years, right? <laughs> but you're still friends and you still have this weird profession in common. So you you just kind yeah. of like go your with, work you know. friends. Yeah, your work yes. friends. And you're like, sure, you could do a set. Yeah. Because swear to God, if I was doing a show and a partner and Cherla showed up and wanted to go up, I'd be like, of course. Yes. Of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's. A partner who pisses off everybody nonstop. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> she is edgy as all hell. You know what well, you see? No, she Apparently is. But it's. She is, but I mean, she is edgy oh, in okay. in her own way, yeah. and she's very funny. Um, but I, I mean, she, I, I, in a in a what I think is a recent development for Chappelle is that he is angering a lot of people, people, and it's just a it's a weird dynamic that I don't think comics who let it you know let famous people jump on a show have ever even had to think of. You're always just right. like, oh, this is cool, <laughs> right? You know, if you usually like his his last big. 
because he's he's got this hill that he's dying on right now that he's right. decided that he's going to stick a flag in the ground but previously it was it was literally he was just talking about racial justice you know if 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 it got yeah. if it got sociopolitical it was about race and it made it it was it came from a more i think more of his ex, like it wasn't going to like if he was opening for me i'm a middle aged white lady he should talk about that instead of me right mm-hmm. but if he wanted to get up and talk about being a middle-aged white lady that'd be weird but he could yeah, yeah. it's yeah and I don't, I, 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 you know what i've talked myself into a corner i don't know I, I, I don't know where that actual conversation goes to but we've got time <laughs> hey you want to take a break no i don't think we're anywhere near 30 oh, it got me so excited <laughs> No, it's uh, it, yeah, it's just it's just a uh, uh, times are changing. I, I'm sure he was really shocked by all the backlash, you know. Yeah, I just did Jeff Cesario's podcast. Yeah, I saw I saw you. Uh, I saw the clip of it on Twitter. Yeah, it was something about my dad, right? It was that he put um, whatever, but yeah. um, but he for some reason has tagged Adam Carolla with it too. <laughs> I saw that. And I was like, Adam Carolla wasn't anywhere near any of this. I don't know what the hell. And so one of my fans piped up and he goes, Adam Carolla? No, thank you. And I was like, I don't even know. I couldn't pick Adam Carolla out of a lineup. As I could. As- I mean, yeah. Does so he look like Jeff Garland? No. He's very, oh, he's tall and skinny. Oh, okay. uh, Adam Carolla, like you don't right, know? Right he kind of looks like Tony Kameen a little bit, actually. And I, well, that's that. And, and see, I hear the name Tony Kameen and I get a warm, fuzzy feeling because I like Tony Kameen. Yeah. Tony Kameen's a delight. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, whatever. People are. Uh, but it's, the, it's, association via tag or, uh, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, someone else. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't understand it. Yeah. It's so. It's such a monumental effort to do your act the way you want to do it that to you know, then have to be concerned about other people, you know, what they're doing is a, it's a lot, I guess, but right. whatever, uh, but I don't the know. Inter- the interesting thing about Cesario, because, okay, so two funny things. I'm hanging out mm-hmm. with Ophira a bunch this week because she did James Corden. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we were talking about writers, like being a writer. And she was like, why did you never try to get in the writer's room? And I said, I'm thinking about doing it now. And I just threw it out there like that. And we both laughed and laughed. And I said, God, I want to say that to Lori and just watch her head explode. (laughs) I think I might do it now. And and then Cesario asked me the same thing. And I told him the reason why I never wanted to do it back when I first moved to L.A., which was I always pictured writer rooms for sitcoms or even panel, like even the big shows as being trapped in a room for 10 to 14 hours telling fisting jokes until someone said something funny. And uh, I wanted there to be a HEPA filter without knowing what a HEPA filter was at 2000. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, but, um, and Jeff goes, and Jeff said something interesting because Cesario, he's from Wisconsin, right? I've known Cesario almost from since 90. I think I've known him. And um, he was like, I think that that was, I think that that is less true now. It's way less true now, but you were right when you started. 
Right. He said that he said that he thinks the writers' rooms have changed kind of fundamentally. That that society has really civilization has moved the writers' room forward a great deal, kind of quickly. And and it and it can still be grim, but it's not for the most part. It's just it's just good times. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, now it's uh, just finding a writer's room that you can get staff on. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, now it's just getting in the, in the union and getting that job. So, or just getting I mean, that there, job that's a union job. Yeah, there's not many late night shows, right? Mm-hmm. Corden, Corden's ending, and it might not be replaced with another late night show. Right, right. Cause, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and then the the problem with, like, streamers have made seasons so short that... You could be like they have 10 or 12 week rooms, which is not even enough time to sometimes get health insurance or join the guild. I mean, it's just like it's a huge new problem is what what streamers have done to seasons. Um, Oh, weird. And there's just not that many. CBS did not buy any half hour comedies, I think, this year. Like there seems like network TV. I mean, ABC is a little different. But they're all, they're still, they love their hour long comedy or cop dramas, you know, somehow, some kind of procedural where a problem is solved by the end of the hour. They just love it. They're just bigger than, though they did, I do actually know one sitcom that is on CBS that is, was that uh, remake of the UK show Ghosts. Yeah, I think they That's kept that one, but they didn't buy any new ones, I think. Oh, I thought that, that this was the first one, but um, the first year. By the way, I am watching a television show. We might be watching it together. Uh, are you watching the Julia Child thing? On oh, HBO I started Max? it. I got to download a bunch of those. Yeah, I will. Yes, because I started it. The woman who is playing Julia Child is having the time of her life. That Sarah actress, Lancaster. Yeah. yeah. Is, is she is just Lancashire? like, don't know. British, uh, big deal. She's she's yeah. uh, played a detective, uh, and I can't remember the name of it. She she was in a great British detective show. Was she with? No, I'm thinking of um, I'm thinking of the other lady who played uh, Queen Elizabeth recently in The Crown. Uh, Olivia, oh, different, different yes. actress. Okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, if you look up her IMDb, it's Lancaster or Lancashire, Sarah Lancashire. Uh, okay you'll find it. It's really great. Great. And you'll love it. I promise you. Okay. Oh, Maria Bamford's giving me a call. So sorry. Oh my goodness. Look at the size of her face. It is. And wow. Do you need to take it? I mean, (laughs) we got time. I understand Uh, my importance in your life. I don't, I don't demand to be the top rung on the Jackie Cation ladder ever. Okay. Oh no. uh, Well, I know that I will never supplant, uh, Cheryl, so Maria's on her way to uh, Vancouver. Oh, so neat! Doing, yeah, I think she's doing some JFL thing. That's where so. Cheryl is right now. So, oh, heck yeah! What if they? What <laughs> hey, if they have lunch and talk became... about us? What if they become a podcast? <laughs> oh my god, that would be great! Uh, oh my god, that'd be so great if they became friends. That a... would be a great podcast. Oh my god, uh, what Kyle? I said, do they need a producer? <laughs> He's already, he's trying to move on so hard. No, do Kyle. both. <laughs> market cornered. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. So I have, I have, I, I, I don't, I have some work. I don't, I feel like I don't have any work, but that right. is not, that is patently untrue. Uh, I do have, suppose uh, the, the San Francisco week is, is, is solid 
end of mm -hmm. August punchline and that is good and um yeah i just i just have I have a lot of work here a lot of tasks yeah in the, in the, unpaid tasks at home right right they'll they'll pay a different dividend a family dividend <laughs> and uh <laughs> so not well yeah. I get to drive my mother-in-law's car, though. She has a very nice Ford Escape, which is some sort of uh, SUV kind of. Oh, you guys are thing. getting a, adding a car to the family down here? Yep. Yeah. Well, nice. add a car. That's and, good. That's yeah, very good. It has like 12 miles on it, of course. And Ah, um, oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, you, you've been always sort of uh, trying to hustle for a ride different places. Now it seems like you'll be in good shape. That's cool. Because well, like four, three or four years ago, Andy was, uh, he he gave his car to um, our nephew and I think he actually made him pay for it. So it's didn't give it to him, but uh, the, the, so we were on one car and Andy had a spreadsheet is Lyft making it worthwhile kind of thing. And um, it turns out since Lyft has gone up so much, I've taken to just renting a car, but it's also very hard to rent a car now because uh, they're running out of cars. Um, because the rental companies are selling their cars as used cars because they're it's there's more money in it, I assume. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, 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 all this like convenience had to go belly up at some point. You know, <laughs> you can't like remember early on in, in Uber and Lyft, it was like three dollars to go. Mm -hmm. It's like, this can't, this can't be sustained and right. they, they have never made money and now they're, now they're falling apart. This is exactly what the landed gentry said about serfdom. It did take 300 years, but things move faster now because of the internet. Yeah. Anyway, that was a fun <laughs> analogy for me to make. I know. It sounds like you are reading a book that triggered all of your, it, my sentence triggered all of your historical points. Okay. So body. I finished reading this, um, this book, Richard Osman, who I've talked about on this show before, um, is a, is a funny comic out of the UK. He wrote his first fictional novel and it is huge. Like they're, they, I think they're making a movie out of it and he now has three. He, yeah, wow. the second one's published. He's he, the third one comes out next year. Same characters, same characters. It is a murder mystery, British murder, murder mystery set at a retirement home in England and in Kent, I believe. And so it's these four retirees, these four pensioners, and they solve crimes. And, um, and it is adorable. It is written with so much heart that, um, that I, I gave it to Chris, my mother-in-law, and I gave it to Andy, and Andy's slow reading it, but I also bought it on Audible because of the drive to LA. I, I just wanted to listen to it again. And Oh, um, okay. And at, the, and at the end of the Audible, it's called the Thursday Murder Club. And mm -hmm. at the end of the Audible, there is like a 30, 40-minute interview with him, with one of his favorite authors interviewing him. And she talks to him about how, A, it's his first book he's ever written, He's written, he's a TV writer uh, in in the UK. So he's written fiction before he's yeah. written scripts and stuff. But, um, yeah. and he's a comic, so he's written stand-up. But he, it was his first book and he talks about the creation of the characters and all the stuff. And it makes me want to write this novel that I'm sure 
I could write if I ever got my shit together, if I ever just sat down and wrote it. Right. And, um, yeah, but I love part of it. He said is he visited a retirement community in England and he was like, and he met a pile of 70 year olds and he was like, you ever want to feel like Brad Pitt? Go to a retirement home and and sit with your grandmother, yeah, and uh, and meet all of her friends who think that you're the best thing since sliced bread. And, um, <laughs> but it was that's what inspired him because because he, he was talking to these people and they all had these amazing jobs with these amazing secrets. Like one of the characters of the book clearly worked for like MI6. Like she lets drop different stuff. She's like, well, when I was in Warsaw in the eighties, what? <laughs> and uh yeah so it's like that and oh, cool. um and it's a super it'll be fun for your vacation you might like that one thursday murder club oh okay it might be good for the plane um i do have uh i mean i have so many books to read i'm reading wonder dave uh from san francisco gave me uh, why we swim by bonnie suey and ooh, uh that's that good is... it's it's not like it's not a novel and it's sort of her exploration of swimming on many levels uh, which okay. I enjoy. She's more of an ocean lady, uh not a you oh, know me. A, I love my lines on the bottom of the pool. Mm-hmm. But um but I'm only halfway done and who knows maybe she'll she'll uh, get to <laughs> maybe she'll start doing get to walls <laughs> but uh yeah just about how how there's so many pools in iceland and how it's a, a culture where they learn to swim and there's some guy who um his boat capsized the fisherman an icelandic fisherman and he's still alive he's like a national hero and he he swam like 30 hours in freezing water that would have killed most people and they kind of studied him and found he had some something in his dna that allowed him to just uh be okay in that situation so <laughs> and it's, it's cool t- 200 years of living in iceland his family <laughs> yeah, that was the dna hey let's take a quick break okay Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Our comedy podcast, Jordan Jesse Go, just celebrated its 15th anniversary. It was a couple months ago, but we forgot. Uh, Yeah, completely. Our silly show is 15 years old. That makes it old enough to get its learner's permit. And almost old enough to get the talk. Wow, I hope you got the talk before then. A lot of things have changed in 15 years. Our show's not one of them. We're never changing, and you can't make us. Jordan, Jesse, go the same forever at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, guys, you've probably heard about microdosing. If you search around a bit on the internet, you'll find all sorts of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Microdose and the concept of microdosing is commonly associated with psychedelics, wellness, performance enhancement, and creativity. Benefits include creative boosts, enjoying the moment, I guess being in the present, right? Sleep, uh, reduction in pain, reduction in anxiety, and uh, reduction of pain after a workout. It helps you recover a little bit better. Uh, Microdoses are, is available uh, nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, just do a quick search online or go to microdose.com. Use our code, Jackie Laurie, 
To get free shipping and 30% off your first order, links can be found in the show description, but that's microdose.com and the code is Jackie Lori and start feeling a little bit better. Hey, it's Jackie here. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you have a baby with sensitive skin, even if you just have a baby uh, with sensitive skin or even eczema, uh, you know how difficult it is when they develop diaper rash. Enter Coterie. Coterie diapers and wipes are made with the most gentle and safe materials to help keep your baby comfortable and you at ease. Coterie is the highest performing diaper on the market for infants and toddlers with up to two times more liquid capacity and up to four times faster moisture wicking versus other brands, right? They're dermatologist tested and use only the cleanest ingredients. Plus, Coterie wipes are National Eczema Association approved, right? Coterie's been awarded best diaper and wipes by both The Bump and Parents.com. That's so, a big deal. Jackie doesn't know it, but that's a big deal. <laughs> it is a big deal. I haven't done childcare for babies in decades, but I remember diapers and I remember diaper rash. And so this is, you know, if you got a baby and you want a gentle, gentle thing on their butt, Go to Coterie. So right now, Coterie is partnering with my podcast. It's also Lori's podcast. <laughs> You're so 20, possessive. <laughs> to 20% off your first order, plus free shipping. So if you go to Coterie.com, which is C-O-T-E-R-I-E, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be linked in the, in the notes. Go to Coterie.com and enter the promo code Jackie Lori at checkout. You'll get your discounted order today. That's Coterie, spelled C-O-T-E-R-I-E dot com and promo code Jackie Laurie for 20% off and free shipping. So Coterie.com and promo code Jackie Laurie. Makes sense. And let's do the comic of the week. You got one. Oh, yes. Our comic of the week is a Bianca Cristobal, uh, B-I-A-N-C-A, Bianca. And then Cristobal is C-R-I-S-T-O-V-A-O. Um, she's very funny. Um, she's she She's Czech. And, uh, and black. Okay. Um, but I don't, uh, and, but I lives in America or lives. Yeah. 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 She's raised in Czechoslovakia, I think. Oh, awesome. Wow. So guess what? I want to hear what she talks about. Who doesn't want to hear that set? I know. I know. know, She's very funny. And I've worked with her a couple of times and I just worked with her in Venice um, at this outdoor. It's like a sunglasses store called Gooder and they have an outdoor (laughs) space, a classic uh, LA. They have an outdoor space in the back of the sunglasses store and they have risers. So they put a bunch of people in it and it was a really fun show. Um, That's cool. Yeah, and she's very funny. I've worked with her a couple times, and I was like, oh, no, I had written her name down before, and then I, I, I always can't find the names I write down. So, right, right. Uh, I was like, ah, Bianca, Bianca Christabau. 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 And look at because V A O seems like um, kind of like a Portuguese. You know what I mean? The, yeah. That A O, but I don't know. I'm I'm not really. Uh, I'm not a linguist. Anyway, she's no, super funny, though. Check her out. And for and some she's reason, a... I want to bring up a Portuguese sausage. My favorite <laughs> Portuguese sausage, linguiça. Anyway. So she's at uh, Bianca Cristoval. That's her ad um, on the, on Twitter. So find her. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Looking forward to that. Um, other than that, I... Yeah, so we're it's Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. We don't have any sort of plans except for to just keep packing up the house and stuff and loading stuff at, um, at a pace. 
Though I do have two sets on Saturday, which is good. And one of them is a 20 minute set at the lab. Oh, nice. Which I should be able to get to try all of my new stuff while oh, still cool. bookending it with stuff that works. And um, yes. And then I think I just have a, a 10 minute set at the 730, 830, 8 o'clock uh, show in the main room. Yeah, I'm shutting it down for two weeks. And yeah, taking a break, uh, taking a uh, just uh, taking a little mental health break with my. Maybe you could pick. You, uh, what I want to hear two weeks from now is the weird places that you picked up a set. <laughs> I'm forbidding myself, but I, I will bring one show outfit just in case. I mean, if, <laughs> yes. the just in case outfit on the way. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna Jackie Cation it where I, I make a reservation at a restaurant and then ask the hostess if I can do a set at the open mic in the, the back. Last, that wasn't my fault. That was, uh, um, Will Durst. That was the, the, the fact that I picked up a set in Paris. Uh, that oh, the last time yeah. I traveled and I uh, picked up a set that was, uh, but I did do a destination one, which was supposed to be a holiday, but I did pick up a destination one in, in Hanoi three years ago four years yeah. ago so um and one time we were we were on the coast sort of toward Morro bay and we went in we went to dinner at this place and the double clicks were playing with joseph scrimshaw oh wow. and um and so i picked up a set after dinner because i was oh, like neat. wait there's comedy here <laughs> oh my it? god what a nightmare <laughs> you can't get away from comedy <laughs> nope the food was great though it was a nice seafood joint wouldn't that so, be it sounds good and the double cooks are great but yeah but say you quit comedy and then you just kept running into it every time you went out i mean <laughs> that's nightmare. the novel sam talent should actually write that novel but um the uh um with the one where you think you're quitting and then all of a sudden, everywhere you go, you're like, oh, I was just going to go to this Target. Oh, weird. This Starbucks at this Target has a, has, has a stand-up show. And they're like, do you want $250 to close? Okay. And that could be, it could be like a children's book. Yeah, it definitely is a fiction that you'd get $250 to close at a Starbucks. So you're already in the right when I When I first moved to L.A., there were all mm -hmm. these great, great borders Remember the Borders bookstore chain? Yes. I love the Borders. Oh, you would always get free coffee and like a $25 or $50. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jackie Wolner ran that one. Uh, uh, I don't think I worked one in L.A., but there was one in Emeryville that I worked. Same deal. In fact, mm -hmm. I did it with Aisha Tyler. This is like a, a long time ago, obviously. Oh, but, God, um, I love yeah. Aisha Tyler. I haven't. Yeah. You know, she's directing now. I haven't seen her do stand-up in a while. And she... She wrote a book, but she's directing is what I wow. heard. Yeah. I know. And it's like, she's doing course. that. Sarah Silverman has a play on Broadway, right? A musical about, uh, I think it's called Bedwetter based on her, her memoir. Okay. But here's the thing, Jackie, the, we're all in the same age range of these ladies, but because we haven't had the same success where we're like, I'm done. I've done everything I can and stand up. Now what? You and I are still like, can I get a spot on Friday? <laughs> I mean, right. Drives me nuts. What else do we have in us that we're not doing because we haven't had the amount of success we want in, in stand up? You know what I mean? You know, that's interesting because I was talking to Cesario about other, other stuff, right? I was talking to him about writer's room and, and writing a novel and all that stuff. And, but there was, as I was talking to about this other stuff, I was like, but quite honestly, 
I want to do, I think, you know, after, after, for me, after I do an album, after I do a new album and I have to write all this new stuff, there's this part where I'm like, am I done with stand-up? Am I ever going to write anything? It's a weird feeling of, de- of, it's almost depression, right? Right. And, and then I write a new 10 minutes or a new seven minutes or what is really, if I, if I, if I'm not lying to myself, three, seven minute bits that will be a new seven minutes, uh, you know, essentially they mm-hmm. will eventually be three, three minute bits. So yeah, right, right. And then I feel like all I want to do is stand up. I don't want to write a great American novel. All I don't want to, um, you know, fly to the moon. I just want to do stand up and I'm like, Hey, I got to call Jared at the comedy attic. And, uh, yeah, you know, cause, cause I'm due. And, um, I am really yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah. It's uh it's the most fun for sure. But also yeah. am I, it's like, am I gonna go my whole life primarily being a stand up? Is that I mean and is that bad? Or right. is that I don't know, is that a win? I think it is when you think about Marilyn Rice Cup, right? Mm-hmm. She was an, one of the quintessential alt comics mm-hmm. in the in the middle nineties. Mm-hmm. Did she come down from the Bay Area? She was married, no. right? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, so she must have met Kilgariff when they did the girls' guitar club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know when Kilgariff, they met, but yeah. Right, because it must have been here because Kilgariff came from the Bay Area. Yeah. And and they uh, ended up having a duo that was a that was a guitar, a couple of guitars. And it was super alty and they were super funny. But I remember in in when I met them in ninety seven, and then when I I think it was in 2000 or 99, like two or three years later, I was hanging out and they were there and they looked at each other and they looked at me and they said, are you still doing the road? (laughs) And I said, it is my primary. Um, (laughs) Yes. Yes, I am. And they're like, it's so cool that you do the road. And they were super supportive about it. It was very beautiful, but they were also like, I don't think I could do it. And the fact that Mary Lynn got that job on 24, Mm-hmm. Um, for Sutherland, uh, Chloe, kill, yeah, kill machine thing, mm-hmm. and then, um, and then it ended, and she still acts, but she's turned herself into really a road comic. <laughs> I know she is on the road right now, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, on the road so much right now. And she's, yeah. I talked to her about it very briefly, probably six months ago or something, and she was like, It's weird doing the road, but I kind of love it, and it's like a different skill set. and she went the different way, right? Like one would imagine you would do stand up and then get into acting or writing or producing or whatever the other angle. So it's kind of, it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting. There's no end to that story. Yeah. Well, the end will be when we're in our eighties and dying. That's, <laughs> that's the end. We'll see how it, how we went. If we, if right. we did anything else or if we just stayed standups, I mean, and it's weird. I was thinking my son. So, and this is with a lot of comedy kids, their, their lives have been articulated on stage by somebody else, right? Like Gaffigan's kids exist as fiction and is on stage. Ted Alexandro, Ali Wong, Kira Sultanovich, me, like we, what are we telling the truth? Are we not? It's who knows? It Bill doesn't matter. Dwyer, famous for me that Bill Dwyer with his joke about how he has three good looking kids, but he has four <laughs> kids. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. but it's like, it's so, so, uh, I was thinking, so my son, he has that like sort of biography of him written by somebody else. 
and then if he were to if he were to date a comic because he's used to being with a having a mom that goes out at night or goes on the road so he's kind of used to it so it wouldn't be a shock for him if he was dating uh like a female comic and she was just uh young i'm gonna be working on new year's eve like he would get it right he would get He'd it actually be a good comedy spouse i don't know why i'm I don't know why I'm pitching this because I don't want another fucking comedian in my family. And she's just going to take your sets. Like she is. Just, like she's <laughs> like that. You don't need. You don't need the competition. But you know, it's interesting about Julia that Julia Child show on HBO, right? Because the the uh, her husband, and I know that this is fictionalized and all this stuff, but her husband was a diplomat. And he was aged out of it, and then, and now he is, and she is sixty, starting this second career of having this this cooking show on WGBH in Boston. She was and sixty when that started. Late fifties. Late wow, 50s. interesting. She might have been sixty, yeah. And um, so, but he is incredibly supportive, and there is. There's machinations, of course, because it's 1967 or whatever, um, or 1970. And so the expectations of – so there is it's – so, it's so interesting to me because he feels like a really good comedy spouse. Yeah, the, the, well, the episode I saw, I agreed. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's – and there is an adjustment that is being made. Like I'm five episodes into the eight episodes of this season, right? Mm-hmm. And there are adjustments that you would have to make and that you do have to make. Um, if your partner travels a lot, if your partner, you know, spends a lot of time out. Um, I mean, Mike Pence just doesn't have, you know, dinner with women, but he travels. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, hmm. I did that because I, I saw the chat. We have to take a break. I just did a oh, weird okay. Mike Pence moment. Okay. You're in a theater. The lights go down. You're about to get swept up by the characters and all their little details and interpersonal dramas. You look at them and think, that person is so obviously in love with their best friend. Wait, am I in love with my best friend? That character's mom is so overbearing. Why doesn't she just stand up to her? Oh, God, do I need to stand up to my own mother? If you've ever recognized yourself in a movie, then join me, Jordan Crociola, for the podcast Feeling Seen. We've talked to author Susan Orlean on realizing her own marriage was falling apart after watching Adaptation, an adaptation of her own work, and comedian Hari Kondabolu on why Harold and Kumar was a depressingly important movie for Southeast Asians. So join me every Thursday for the Feeling Scene podcast here on Maximum Fun. All right. That was that break. Sure was. with her weird Mike Pence moments. (laughs) I didn't know how to, I just, just like, we need a smash cut here. It's going to be, it's going to be a Mike Pence moment. I am. So I, 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 it took me, my son helped me download Mediaite is the, is the uh, site that clipped the Fox News segment. Right. Right. And um, so, and they're just, they're such little trolls, those fucking media writers, writers, all they do, they clip stuff and then they write a oh. headline, they get you to click and all this kind of shit. Right. Uh. So but my son figured out how to grab it. They, they also make it really hard to take the video. You know, mm-hmm. you can't download it easily, but my son figured it out. And, uh, and then I was cutting it up and, you know, writing, I, I did a dummy track where I just did the jokes with my glasses on and no makeup and in my pajamas. And I kind of just sat on it for a couple of days. And then I re re, you know, re-recorded everything with makeup on and stuff like that. 
uh, it took a lot longer than it probably looks like it took, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of just boring shit. Cause they started talking about violence and abortion clinics and somehow trying to tie my joke into it. And then I was like, I just, you know, to me, even just watching it, knowing a joke's coming from somebody else in five seconds, I, I want to turn it off. Like I couldn't, oh, I just, it's, it's it, so it was hard to. Yeah. yeah, and to hear Lara Trump's voice or Pam Bondi's voice, like, for more than four seconds makes you want to turn it off, you know? So I was trying to... Is her name you... Lara or Laura? I pronounce it Lara, because that's the least attractive way to say it. It's L-A-R-A. <laughs> Lara. Lara. So, I like that it's a choice. It I might prefer... be Lara. It's, mm-hmm. There's no U in it. U makes it Laura. Okay. And... So it's just L-A-R-A, which is Lara. It's more, it's kind of like Russian okay. or Slavic, I think. And uh, But you could also say Lara, like that. <laughs> I invite you to. Lara. Mm-hmm. That is, it's gross. It does, it does not, it's a, it's a very much a, one of those words where you're like, Lara, that's a very moist, it's a very uncomfortable to, word. Yeah. So are many Laras that listen, Laura, Lara. You're Laura's a Lara. good. Laura's no, not you. Laura is an L-A-U-R-A. Okay. Lara, L-A-R-A. I'm saying Lara Trump only is pronounced Lara. Right. Can we okay. call her Larry? Would that be diminutive enough? Would that be enough? Sure. A little poke in the eye? Sure, with that. I don't know. But uh, I thought that it was very funny. Did you cut it? Did you essentially cut it into the chunks where the joke at, 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 at like the power joke in 30 second I- chunks? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I don't know. I just grabbed what I thought. I've been trying to figure out how to monetize my YouTube. There's $64 that Google really wants to give me, you guys. <laughs> and um, I've submitted so many tax forms, and they don't like any of them. And um, I don't know how to make it so. So, oh, and by the way, 800-pound gorilla is going to put out Horcrux because Horcrux isn't on Pandora. And it is definitely not <laughs> yes. on Spotify. <laughs> Yes, you have said this for the last three podcasts, but say it again because people need to know. Right, and people are buying it off of my website, which is good. That's cool. You can buy the CD, you can buy the DVD. But 800 Prong Gorilla is going to put the DVD, the video, on their website. And I was wondering why they were putting it off. I guess I had to okay something. So, um, all right, there you go. I got some money from Corset, but it wasn't much some serious money did you so did you look at the breakdown and i and did here's what i got from corset only okay did i wait sorry <laughs> sorry that's what i that's not much uh i that's actually that'd be great i have not gotten that um yeah but i mean for this is supposed to be the catch-up month for from uh, October. Yeah, that's not a catch-up month. No, mine was lower than it's been um, in in years. Quite honestly, I got a total Jackie, of this. Do these people play female comics? Do they? I mean, I don't know. I, I realize that all the comics, I'm like, oh, this person makes you know ten grand a month on passive income. I'm like, oh, they're all guys. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what happened because it, it should have been better. So that was your total I, for all your albums. Yep. Mine and was I, close to that. 
and I have five right. albums. Yeah. So um, things are going well, is what I'm saying. And um, but I yeah. will, you know, um, the journey, the journey continues. So <laughs> I mean, I, I I'm hoping that the the album sales, whenever we get that, well, I supposedly that's in September. Maybe that's the unexpected huge wad of that, cash I'm waiting for. Is that the for. cash cow? And there's I don't know. Well, and there's this weird, the suit, the reason they took everything off of Spotify is because musicians, obviously, just to explain it again, musicians get uh, money for performing, they get money for writing the lyrics, and then there's a publishing, there's also publishing money. So if they if they do that with stand-up comedy, we would get paid twice because we perform it and we write it. So and a lot so, of uh, Dolly Parton gets paid twice. A lot yep. of a lot of musicians get paid twice. Dolly and Parton we, gets paid when other people sing her shit. Then she gets paid once. So yep. there's no reason we shouldn't be paid twice. Right, right. So this is, um, which is why they're not. They've taken a lot of stand-up off of Spotify, and why they're um, they're not accepting new albums. So. Uh, but hopefully That's it gets crazy. resolved. And then there's like, do you, does that mean that there's a backlog of cash? Like, would there be a backlog of giant, giant bag of money? Or would it be sort of grandfathered in and they would start what begin? We, we can't know. We can't know. It turns out it's a legal, it's a legal conundrum that uh, we can't know. I mean, they have the money. They have a hundred million for Joe Rogan. Are they out of money now? I, was, or they... I guess they might be out of money now. <laughs> Maybe they're out of money. I don't know. But yeah. They had it at least. Sure. For a sure while. They did. Yep. Yep. And um, hmm. I still haven't seen uh, Doctor Strange. Well, I'm going to change the subject entirely and tell you. You know, I wanted to ask you, but I was I wasn't letting oh, myself. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't you didn't want to open the wound. You didn't want to open the wound. <laughs> so, uh... are you watching Better Call Saul? No, not ever. Because oh, Breaking, okay. Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad was so depressing. I watched the first three seasons, and literally at the end of the third season, I think is was when his girlfriend got crushed by the ATM machine, and uh, I was like, "This is never going to get better. These people are not going to sober up. Their lives are not going to. There's not going to be love. It's not going to work out." And guess who doesn't need that? Because I already know people who are making terrible life choices. I can't possibly watch it. So I know that it's very well done, though. That's what I mm -hmm. mean. I'd, I'd rather act in it. And quite honestly, um, I'd rather die. I used to joke about how I'd rather die by, by means of the movie Open Water than watch the movie Open Water. <laughs> I got a laugh from Kyle. I got to take it. Yes. So upsetting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was upsetting. Anyway, um, <laughs> better call Saul. I bet you it's great, though. And... That guy knows how to Odenkirk. That guy knows how to act. It's another guy our age. Yeah, like I've had, I've been satisfied. Yeah, Mark Marin. I mean, are we ever going to get some to the point where, we're, where we can go? Well, I'd like to spread my wings a little bit. Or we we're still just trying to fly out of our fucking nest. You know, <laughs> we're not even right. the air trying to spread our wings yet. I was uh, I was talking to Laura, Laura House very briefly before my life sort of blew up about writing a um, a cartoon based on Spooky Reading Girl, mm -hmm. but I haven't uh, done anything with it. All I've done is this. I've said that sentence out loud. Maybe that'll start it. You know what? I want to do more voiceover work. It's There's hard. There's a vision board. Yes. 
it's hard to do something by yourself. Yeah. With, no, without anyone asking for it, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I, the only reason I'm all like at almost a pitching point on a, on a, a sitcom idea is I'm doing it with somebody else. Yeah. And what, every time I'm like down, he's like, he, he, uh, he'll go, no, let's try this. Let's try this. And so we're almost, when I get back from this, uh, this, uh, vacation, vacation yeah. I guess we'll, we'll do it. But like, um, it's really hard to do by yourself when you're like, I've written two books, but three books, actually, if you count Sherry Shepard's, uh, memoir, but I had money in the bank at the beginning of writing it. And I had a, and I had a due date where the rest of the money would be and people were expecting it. And they would say, can you send us what you have so we can look at it? So there was some kind of accountability and there was some kind of income and, and it's hard to do it when you're like, no one wants this. No one cares if I (laughs) don't do it. Right. And when you, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to all be, these words too much. Yeah, yeah. Self-motivating without, without some sort of carrot. Right. It fe- sometimes it just feels like all stick and you're like, but it isn't, but it's, it's like, it's like podcasts themselves where you have to do it because you want to do it. You know, it's like stand up right. itself where you have to but do it because you want to do it. A solo podcast, those tend to go, you know, people start, people tend to not stick with them. Right. I mean, I don't, there's not a lot of Jen solo Kirkman. podcasts. Jen. Jen yeah. Although hers is behind a paywall now, but yeah, but it, it, it's very uncommon. It's just, it's hard to keep. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, even a podcast, you can see some income or some Patreon income or something, but yeah, it's really hard to write something from scratch without anyone wanting it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But you, yeah, I mean, that's, but I got a buddy who all he does is write, you know, and he used to do stand up and he was a great stand up. Write um, the name. Oh, you don't know him. He's great. Uh, I wish. Um, How do you know I don't know him? I know. I've, I've heard of people. Yes, I know him. You know him? Yes. Oh, he's great. He was such a great stand up and such a weirdo. And I want like he's writing novels. He's writing. He's writing movies. He's writing. Has other he sold things. them? No. Oh, but he does, and but he does something. I think he does have a, a literary agent. But um, I yeah. mean, we were supposed to have we in the last month we were going to have dinner, and we haven't had dinner. But um, yeah, you know, but that's good. I mean, uh, there's a lot of Omicron out there, Jackie. I know, I know. We I had to go today to the Tulare County Courthouse and Tulara, Tulara, Tulara. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tulare Trump courthouse. Uh, right. <laughs> and the comic book store in Visalia. Not a mask. Not a mask to be seen. But um, we wore them, Chris and I. And uh, I'm still almost the only one at comedy clubs wearing a mask. Oh, and then I, I was at a show re- a couple nights ago and I was just hanging outside, you know? And uh, someone, a comic, goes, Oh, yeah, you got that thing. So I understand you're being more careful. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? What thing? I don't know what thing, but I have mentioned on this podcast that I don't want COVID because it causes blood clots. But I, no, I'm not immunocompromised as far you know as I know. You know what thing you have? An thing you have is uh, no, you have a dead mom who died of this disease. That's the thing that you have that makes you go. Guess what? I don't want asshole jackie um, what if i what if i was just coming out of a coma and those are the first <laughs> words i heard from you <laughs> I know, because, uh, here's what happened i just john mulaney myself it wasn't particularly <laughs> sensitive you're right, you're right. And, uh, it's um, not an hour 
how we doing here, Kyle? Uh, we got about a minute left. Good. I'll just tell all these comics out there not wearing masks. You fuckers don't have health insurance. I know you don't because you barely have a <laughs> pair of clean pants on. What? Who do you think will take care of you if you get long COVID? And you can get long COVID from mild COVID. Okay? Please just fucking wear a mask until you get on stage and put it back on when you get off stage. Just, just do it for as long as you need to because... Who's going to take care of you? Jackie, you think Kaiser's going to give a shit if you have symptoms that they can't diagnose because they don't believe in Lyme disease or they don't believe in any sort of chronic fatigue? They don't, if they can't measure it, they don't believe it? They're not. They're not going to help you. Yeah, that's right. Kaiser. I go Kaiser Roll. <laughs> that's my. That's the name of my insurance company, Kaiser Roll. But, and, I mean, uh, they're but they're good. But there's no no one's going to cover long COVID. If you it, just look at the hashtag and li- listen to people's stories, that's a lot of people that were formerly healthy who are so fatigued they can barely do their job. So you now you can't do comedy. And who's going to help you? Right. Your girlfriend's right. going to leave you. I'm talking to male comics only, of course. Now <laughs> female comics are a little smarter. Girlfriend's gone. She doesn't want right. a fatigued not, comic. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't want a, a sex with a magi. Nobody wants it. You got to be in love. Anyway. Please. Please, guys. End this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.